where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Line. Uh, Jamie Rivers is standing by. Brooke, Danny Mack, and Randy and Rivs. Good morning. How's everything in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada this morning? Oh, it is beautiful out here, Randy. About 85 degrees. <laughs> sunny. You know, just everything you'd want it to be. Did you, did you uh, communicate with home? Did you realize that it was 84 here yesterday and then 28 when we got up this morning? Oh, I didn't have to communicate with anybody. The world communicated it with me. Everybody back home let me know. Hey, how's that going up there? You guys are freezing your tails off. Hey, that's all right. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> yeah, but then this morning we had your weather. This morning when we came in here, it was 28. Yes. Yeah, the world is wacky. Is it Mother Nature? It's like she got totally pissed off and wanted to regulate the market a little bit in St. Louis. You are so right, man. She, I don't know what we did to her. Come on, Mom. I don't know. You know what? I'll take the blame. It's probably my fault. <laughs> well, Jamie, one way that we have seen, and Drew Bannister made this very clear, that he likes to hold player ca- players accountable by reducing their ice time. We saw it with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, and we also saw it last night with reduced ice time for Kasperi Kapanen and Kevin Hayes. At a time when you have players who should be stepping up in big situations, instead you're starting to see some guys fall behind. Do those two fit into that category, and what have you seen from them? Well, I think that, look, not everybody has a great game every night, and it happens over the course of the season. Usually everybody gets a turn at, you know, being in the so-called doghouse. Um, It's just the way it works. But last night it happened to be a couple of guys that, you know, Kevin Hayes, it just wasn't working for him. And for Casper Kappen, it was a tough game. And, uh, yeah, it's just the way it works. I, I think that... Drew Bannister will have a good talk with them. He seems to be that guy that communicates really well with the players, especially players that he benches or holds accountable, however you want to word it. And usually those guys accept that and come back and have a better game following, you know, sad punishment. And so I would imagine those two play better tonight here at Edmonton. What is your strongest memory? And I can't believe this happened, but I'm just going to guess that it did. Uh, what is your strongest memory of being in Mike Keenan's doghouse? Oh, God. I don't know if I've ever gotten out of it, Randy, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think he just hated me from the very beginning just because I was a young player. Like, literally, every every day you'd come in, it'd be something new. It'd be the shoes you're wearing, your haircut, uh, the way you pass the puck, the length of your stick. I mean, found several reasons to, to not like players, but... Uh, I'll, I'll use Jimmy Roberts probably as a better measuring stick because Jimmy was a real fair guy and 
Uh, I love Jimmy, and, and but one thing for Jimmy is he would say that um, he didn't want any of his defensemen making passes out of their end on their on their back end, and, uh, and he'd get on guys all the time. So you know myself, but every now and then the backhand pass is available. Like it's really the best choice until it gets knocked down and somebody scores, of course. <laughs> and uh, there's one time I floated a backhand that was boy, it was beautiful. Randy had. Good height on it, nice spin on the puck, and it was going tape to tape. And then it got knocked down, and uh guy scored right in the middle of the slot in our own end. <laughs> and, uh, and Jimmy, Jimmy just told us, uh, just basically said to, hey, listen, that's, I call that a bus pass. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you pass the puck like that again, you're riding the buses in the minors. The next <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, Ribs, I brought up this point earlier on a positive note. I don't think that we're taking into account the body of work of Robert Thomas in just the year that he's had. The Blues, we know, are bottom five, five on five, but yet he's top 20 in points. He's, I think, top 15 still in assists. It's really under the radar the kind of year that he's he's putting together. Yeah, he's playing awesome, man. He really is. You know, we're going to focus – obviously a lot of the Blues fans are going to focus on the game in Detroit because – that's recent and he got benched and there's a lot of drama that surrounds it. But apart from that, Robert Thomas has been head and shoulders, your best player on this team. I mean, for me, he, he falls in the category of like Selkie trophy candidate. Exactly. Because he, he, he plays every night against the other team's top lines. He's out there killing penalties. He's got shorthanded goals. He's running your power play. I mean, the maturation of this player throughout the course of this season, has been incredible and when you even isolate the game in Detroit and the benching and all that stuff that we've talked about for the last couple of days look at the response you got last night you didn't get a pouty player you didn't get a guy that was upset you got a guy that came out like his hair was on fire and he was dominant he was playing I mean that whole line responded very well but Robert Thomas in particular had himself a game so I, I absolutely love where Robert Thomas's game is at. It makes me excited to think about where his game could be next year or the year after even. And I do think that at some point he'll be in the discussion for a Selkie trophy. Speaking of a good response from players, what do you think about that fight from the captain, Bradish, and a captain-on-captain fight, I should say, against Adam Lowry? Well, it, it's always Shatter, for, for that matter. <laughs> he always steps up in those situations. And, you know, it, it, I talked to him about it, and... He just was like, I didn't like the way we started the game in particular. He said, I feel like I felt like we needed something. And he knew that Adam Lowry would respond because he's he's wired very much the same way as Braden Shen. And so, you know, Shedder just went after him and didn't care that he gave up, what, three or four inches and about 20 pounds on the guy. And, <laughs> you know, just grip, grip and rip was probably the strategy at that point. And he did real well. And I thought it was great. You know, I mean, I. Look, guys, it's no secret. I, I love the way Braden Shen plays. I, I think he's an awesome leader, and I think that he recognized it was a moment for him to step up, and he did. Jamie, the, the Blues have five games, including tonight, before the trade deadline. I'm not going to ask you what they're going to do. No one knows what they're going to do. But from a player's perspective, what, what are the next five games like when you're six games, or excuse me, six points out of a playoff spot, things are kind of trending in the wrong direction. What's it like from a player's perspective uh, leading up to March 8th? Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's weird how things have changed here in the last six days or so for the Blues. 
I think as a player, you always believe that we can fix this. I mean, that's always a, I would hope that that's the attitude of guys. And I think it is. It's just, you know, we can fix this and we can get in the playoffs. We want to do this. We've worked so hard. Uh, and as a team, usually inside the room, you're like, a lot of people don't believe we can get there. Let's prove everybody wrong. You know, it's, you try to adopt that us against the world mentality because guys are competitive, man. They want it. They want to make the playoffs. They want to win the hockey games. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to get to this part, this part of the season and underperform. Nobody likes to get to this part of the season and be the one that gets traded. Because when you're the guy that gets traded, even though it's probably an acquisition where somebody wants you, it feels like the team that you were just on is getting rid of you because you couldn't get the job done. And so for me, it's always a pride thing. and It's tough to keep the noise out, especially right now, like we're up in Canada and the media is, you know, in St. Louis, you'll have 10 or 11 reporters. There's 40 people at the, at the rink, just asking questions regarding the trade deadline and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's tough to keep it at bay, but you just got to go out and play. Do your job, man. Work as hard as you possibly can. Uh, win a couple of hockey games. You know, it's not impossible. They're, they're on the outside looking in, but you have to always look at that and, and, and feel like you have a chance. And then if the day comes where trades are, are happening and, and your team changes directions or Doug Armstrong pivots and starts to sell off, hey, man, so be it. It is what it is at that point. And then from that point on, you want to make sure that this doesn't happen again next year. Hey, Ribs, before we let you go, you are a Blue and a Blues fan through and through. But that being said, it's got to be really cool to be up close and personal and get a chance to see what McDavid and Dreisaitl do on a regular basis. They're just they're fun to watch. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. You, know, you see these guys play, and they're just they're both so dominant in their own way. You know, Leon Dreisaitl is he, he's, he's just a horse out there. He's a big guy. Uh, he protects the puck well. He's obviously so skilled, um, you know, and he, he's a presence on the ice. Whereas McDavid, who is a presence as well, but it's different, man. He operates at warp speed. Watching him play live, it's, it's almost like someone hits the fast-forward button on your television. Because when he zips through the neutral zone at full speed, they, it's wild to see a guy move that fast and then still exude such skill at, at a high level the way he does. So it's cool. It's it's cool to watch those guys play. It uh, it's fun, uh, and, and it's even even better when you know, your team can find a way to shut them down. Yeah. Like the last the last game we played against those guys, you know, didn't shut them down. I think McDavid still had three points, but you come up and you win that game, and it, it's for me, it's got to feel good as a group to know that you were able to beat those those types of guys because they are so dominant on a nightly basis that, uh, you know, you got to take these little small victories when you can. But, man, it's fun to watch them play. Jamie, we were uh, looking back at the anniversary yesterday of Gretzky being traded to St. Louis. You were a member of the Blues organization at that time. What do you remember about that, playing with Gretzky, just uh, that that special night in St. Louis when the the Blues and Mike Keenan, to his credit, pulled off that deal? Oh my God! I'll never forget my first time meeting Wayne Gretzky. It's it's weird. I was like nineteen or twenty. I think I was twenty years old at the time, and you know we had made the trade for Gretz, and so I, I remember I went into the rink early that day because hey, I wanted to meet Wayne Gretzky. Like this was kind of cool, and Gretz was already there, and he was sitting in his stall, 
read the newspaper, have a coffee. And uh, you remember how the old room was set up where from the lounge, Danny, you could see all the way through oh, to yeah. the locker room. Oh, yeah. And so I was kind of like in the lounge, like poking my head through the doorway, taking a look and looking at Wayne Gretzky, almost like he wasn't real. I, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. You know, it's a weird thing that then I thought never kind of hurrying up to get changed into my undergear so I could get into the room and act like I was going to get busy. But all I wanted to do is go meet Wayne Gretzky. And so I walked over to my stall, put my stuff in, and then walked over towards Wayne Gretzky and I introduced myself to, hey, Wayne, Jamie Rivers, you know, he's like, oh, hey, I'm Wayne. And I'm like, no kidding. No, you're Wayne, huh? <laughs> Didn't know that. And uh, he, uh, it blew me away because he knew stuff about me right away. So when I introduced myself, he's like, oh, yeah, Jamie. He's like, hey, man, you had a great junior career. Hey, wow. A lot of, a lot of points for a defenseman back up in the OHL. I was blown away. They're like, why would Wayne Gretzky even know anything about me for that matter, let alone anything about my junior career and have an opinion on it? And he did. And I hit it off with Wayne right away. Uh, he was an excellent teammate, obviously a fantastic player, but – just an awesome dude, man. Like, he was Wayne Gretzky, the greatest player in the world, and he was an easy teammate, if that makes any sense at all. That's so cool. Ribs, we'll be tuned in tonight. Have a great time. Have a great day in Edmonton, and we'll see you back here soon. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Thank you, brother. Jamie Rivers, Blues analyst on Bally Sports, and, of course, a member of the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. 